Hello, this is Father John Arthur Orr, Associate Pastor of Holy Ghost Catholic Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is the second of a series of programs on the in brief statements of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. We're going over the first article of the Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. In 20 sessions, we'll cover the Creed, the Sacraments, the Commandments of God, and the Lord's Prayer. We continue with Article 232. Divine providence is done also by the work of creatures. God gives to human beings to cooperate freely to his designs. Here we see the good God who has made us good, allowing us to cooperate in his own providence so that when I see someone who is hungry with eyes given me by God and I feed them from what I have, then God feeds them through me. When I see someone who is without clothes and I clothe them from with what I have, then God clothes them through me. And the same is true of you. God does not force us to cooperate with his providence, but he calls us to be generous, even as he is giving. He calls us to be just, even as he is just, for we are made in his image. The divine permission of physical evil and moral evil is a mystery that God makes clear by his Son, Jesus Christ, dead and risen, to vanquish evil. The faith gives us the certitude that God does not permit evil if he does not make good come out of the same evil by ways that we do not know fully except in eternal life. Here the Catechism makes a distinction between physical evil, uh, if I have a broken arm or if my liver has failed or kidney failure, these are physical evils, and moral evils. This has to do with the evil we do, not evil done to us per se. So sin is a moral evil. Either of them, both of them, permitted by God, not directly willed by God per se, for God is all good. But God can bring good out of evil. That's not to say we should go do evil, that God might bring good from it. When we behold the Lord crucified, as St. Paul reminds us, we preach Christ crucified, we nevertheless do not forget that he is risen and glorified. He has overcome the world. He has overcome the cross, sin, the grave, and he calls us to follow him. This will all be fully clear we will understand it completely only in eternal life, only in the next life, only when we reign with Christ in his mercy on high. The angels are spiritual creatures who glorify God without ceasing and who serve his salvific designs toward other creatures. The angels cooperate in all that which is good for us, here the Catechism doesn't spell out specifically the holy angels, but that in fact is the case. For the demons likewise are angels, 
but angels who do not wish us well or good, angels who wish us harm, angels who disregard, who combat against the holy will of God. So the good angels and the bad angels are spiritual creatures. But only the good ones glorify God without ceasing. Only the good angels are those who serve his salvific designs towards other creatures. The wicked angels, the wicked spiritual creatures, they seek to thwart, to hinder, to frustrate the saving plan of God. Here the Catechism of the Catholic Church is citing St. Thomas Aquinas's magnum opus, Summa Theologiae, the first part, question 114, article 3. The Catechism continues in article 351, The angels gather around Christ their Lord. Again, these are the holy angels. They, the holy angels, serve particularly in accomplishing his salvific mission towards men. They care for us, even as they cared for Christ. God did not become an angel in incarnation. He became like us in all things but sin to save us from our sins. God did not become a horse or a cow or a puppy dog. No, Christ the Lord, a man among men to save us all, men, women, children, boys and girls of every age. This is better than Barnum and Bailey's great circus. The church venerates the angels who aid her in her earthly pilgrimage and who protect all human beings. Here we're reminded that God, the Father Almighty, is creator of heaven and earth. All that is seen, the visible world, and unseen. When the church speaks to us about angels, the holy ones, the good ones, and the demons, the wicked ones, reminds us that there's more than meets the eye. We venerate the holy angels because they are friends of God. They are individual persons, albeit not human persons, but angelic persons. And with us, human persons, they worship the divine persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, the one only God. This passage of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Article 352, refers to those angels who are called guardian angels. God has willed the diversity of his creatures and their proper goodness, their interdependence, and their order. He has destined all material creatures to the good of the human race. Man and all creation around him is destined to the glory of God. So when we look around the world, the world around us, we see that it's not a cookie-cutter world. Yes, there's so many human beings, but each one different. Oh, sure, we have our two eyes, our two ears, our two legs, but some are taller and some are shorter, some are quicker, some are slower, and there aren't just human beings on the face of the earth. There are flowers, but a rose is not a daffodil, and neither are lilies. How about the birds of the air? Do we recognize diversity there? A dove is not a pigeon, is not an eagle, is not a hawk, is not a buzzard, is not a canary, is not a cardinal. We see this great diversity in the creation, and we see that God is greater. The proper goodness of these creatures, how a bird's wing helps it to fly, or the gills allow the fish of the sea to breathe, as it were. 
their interdependence. The bird eats the worm. The worm helps the fields to be aerated. We see the interdependence between the creatures and this great diversity of creation. We eat the wheat, which is grown in the field. All material creatures destined to the good of the human race. Yes, we have been given dominion over creation, but as caretakers too, the fruits of the earth, animal and vegetable for us, and us for God, and even all the creatures, we may well fold our hands, and we should. We may bow our knees, and we should. But when the birds of the air sing their songs, or the wolves howl at the moon, this is their own way of worshiping the one only God who has made us all. Here I'm reminded of St. Irenaeus of Lyon, the great bishop and doctor of the church, who tells us that man fully alive is the glory of God. The Catechism continues in Article 354, respecting the laws written in creation and the relationship that derive from the nature of things is a principle of wisdom and a foundation of morality. These laws written in creation are sometimes referred to as the natural law or laws of nature. Gravity seems to be one with which few have a problem, how objects fall. But there are other natural laws, laws of nature, some of these were very well and easily recognizable by our founding fathers, how we are all endowed by our Creator with a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, given to Moses on Sinai, this is special revelation. This is written in the Old Testament. This revelation builds upon the natural revelation, so-called, in creation. We don't need grace or faith to recognize the commandments of God, not to steal, not to lie, not to be uh, lustful, uh, to worship one God only. All the commandments of God given to Moses on Sinai are a revealed expression of the natural law. There is a relationship between the good God and his creation. So here the Catechism of the Catholic Church reminds us of the nature of things. There have been those who for some centuries have denied that things have nature, human nature, what have you. The Church does not go down that path. The Church recognizes that human beings are human beings and God is God. Following Mother Church, who is the teacher of all humanity, we are made wise. This is not just a book of Holy Scripture, the Book of Wisdom, or a section of Scripture, the Wisdom Writings, but this is wisdom in us, a gift of the Spirit in us. And to the extent we accept God's wisdom, God's law, natural law, written on our hearts, written into the nature of things, as well as the revealed law, the Decalogue, fulfilled and completed in Christ the Lord, 
the Messiah, the new Moses, who gives us the Beatitudes, as well as the grace to keep all the commandments and the Beatitudes. This makes us wise. This is the foundation of morality, doing good and avoiding evil, of which we'll have many programs to follow. The Catechism of the Catholic Church continues its presentation of the first article of the Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, by saying in Article 380, God, you have made man in your image, and you have confided to him the universe, so that he might serve you, his creator, reigning over all creation. This is taken from the Roman Missals, Eucharistic Prayer Number 4, which is said to have its basis in the anaphora, or the Eucharistic prayer of St. Basil, one of the Eastern fathers and doctors of the Church. Man is predestined to reproduce the image of the Son of God made man, the image of the invisible God, St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verse 15, so that Christ may be the firstborn of a multitude of brothers and sisters, Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 6, Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Here we have off the lips of Jesus, corroboration of St. Paul's letter. That we are uh, brothers and sisters to Christ, adopted by God Most High in baptism, shows the truth again of this passage from the Catechism, Christ, the firstborn of a multitude of brothers and sisters. Sacred Scripture speaks to us of the brothers and sisters of Christ. We are them by divine adoption. Sacred Scripture does not call other people children of Mary, although John the Evangelist, the beloved disciple, the apostle at the foot of the cross, does hear those words of Christ, Behold your mother. And from that day forward, he took her into his home. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, continuing its summary, its in brief statements regarding the first article of the Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, continues in Article 382 by citing Pope Pius XII's letter, Humane Generis. Man is a body and soul. The doctrine of the faith affirms that the spiritual and immortal soul is created by God immediately. Not only does the Catechism here cite Pius XII, it also cites the Second Vatican Council's Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World, Gaudium et Spes, Article 14. Body and soul composite. The spiritual soul, we're not just our bodies, we're not just our souls, we are a composite of the two. And when we die, our mortal remains are buried, but our soul goes to see God, at least for judgment, and in his mercy we remain in his presence, or in his justice we're sent elsewhere, body and soul. The soul is the spiritual part of us. 
it is immortal, that is, it never dies. God, too, is immortal, but God is also eternal. Our souls began to exist at the moment of our conception. The soul, the immortal soul, the spiritual soul, the rational soul, created immediately by God, not progressively, not in stages, not with the assistance of any other. Our parents give the body. God gives the soul. God did not create man to be alone. From the origin, he created man and woman. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Their society realized the first form of communion amongst persons. Gaudium et Spes, article 12. Here we see God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, in his creation of the race, the human race. Revelation makes known to us the original state of holiness and justice of man and woman before sin, of their friendship with God flowing from the bliss of their existence in paradise. Pope John Paul II, for a good five years, gave Wednesday catechesis on these opening chapters of Genesis which speak to us about the original holiness, the original justice, and the fall. These talks of John Paul II's have come down to us as the theology of the body. The original state of holiness, these are preternatural gifts forfeited by original sin. More on that later. God has not made death. He does not rejoice in the perdition of the living. It is by the envy of the devil that death has entered into the world. See the book of Wisdom, chapter 1, verse 13, and chapter 2, verse 24. There are consequences of original sin, suffering, death, ignorance, and tendency to do sin. Here we see sin entering the world by the envy of the devil and death following suit. We forfeited the original gift of God. But in Christ Jesus, victor over sin and death, the cross and the grave, we are offered the opportunity for life on high with him and even with him now by grace. Satan, or the devil, and the other demons are the fallen angels for having freely refused to serve God and his design. Their choice against God is definitive. They tempt men to associate with their revolt against God. The name Lucifer means light bearer. It's another name for the devil. The devil is the only one you can say, go to hell to and not get in trouble, and to hell with him indeed, to heaven with us in God's mercy and in God's own good time. Thanks be to God that unlike the demons and unlike the holy angels, as human beings we have more than one choice. Will I listen to this radio broadcast or not? Will I go to Mass today or not? Will I 
follow the call of the Lord to holiness today or not? Will I wear brown shoes or blue shoes today? Will I wear shorts or trousers? How many choices do we have each day for or against our God? Let us always follow the prompting of the holy angels and not follow the bad example, the bad lead, the bad promptings of the demons. Established by God in a state of holiness, man was seduced by the evil one, another name for the devil, from the beginning of history, has abused his liberty in erecting against God and in desiring to reach his end without God. Our Savior in the Gospel says the truth will set you free, and he elsewhere says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Liberty is not license. Whenever I sin, I abuse my free will, and I join the devil in his rebellion. I say to God, I will not serve each time I sin. And when I would say that, I echo the devil. <clears throat> Our, end. <clears throat> Our end is that towards which we are headed. Where are we going? How sad for us to seek our end without God, for God is our end, our goal. Here again, the Catechism of the Catholic Church in Article 415 cites the Second Vatican Council's Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World, Gaudium et Spes. The Catechism was published by the authority of Pope John Paul II who as a younger bishop had been one of the council fathers at Vatican II, who played a very active role in writing the pastoral constitution on the church. By his sin, Adam, in that he was the first man, has destroyed the original holiness and justice which he had received from God, not only for himself but for all humans. Here again, that central core teaching of original sin, which we inherit. Adam, our father. Eve, our mother. Their disobedience impacted all their descendants. Whenever I sin, my sins affect at least myself, and if my sin is to rob you, then my sin impacts you. And if I sin by robbing you, if I take your money, your wallet, your purse, then what if you were on the way to the grocery to buy food for your hungry family or medicine for someone sick? My one sin against you would impact them. And we can see concentric circles going out. But you and I, we are not the origin of the race. Adam and Eve, our first parents, they had the whole package. But they were just creatures. At the vigil of Easter, we sing the song to the candle, Exultet, rejoice, O choirs of angels, rejoice, heavenly choirs, O happy fault, O necessary sin of Adam, which gained for us so great a Redeemer, 
We were just creatures. We're still creatures, but now adopted children in Christ, the new Adam. To their descendants, Adam and Eve have transmitted human nature, wounded by their first sin, therefore deprived of original holiness and justice. This privation is called original sin. The word gospel means good news. I got some good news and I got some bad news. The bad news is original sin. The bad news is die in our sins, we go to hell. The good news is we need not die in our sins. The good news is God loves us so much he sent his son to save us. The good news is grace and mercy. Redemption is at hand if we would seek it, if we would receive it, if we would accept the Lord and follow him who is the way, the truth, and the life, if we would follow him who is the new Adam, born of Mary, the new Eve, there are some who would discount or downplay original sin. Mother Church here in this passage from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Article 417, reminds us of this key truth. Not only our common human nature, all humanity, each and every one of us, but also not just our common origin, but our common end. In consequence of original sin, human nature is weak in its strengths, submitted to ignorance, difficulty to know the truth, suffering, aches and pains, etc., and to the domination of death and inclined to sin. This inclination is called concupiscence. There are carnal concupiscences, fleshly concupiscences, gluttony or lust often comes to mind, and there's spiritual concupiscence, pride, arrogance, you name it. We have tendencies to sin. There are ten commandments. Not all of us all have trouble with all ten. Some just with one or another. Some with more than one. We need not break all the commandments of God, disregard all the beatitudes or works of mercy in order to buy ourselves a ticket to eternal damnation. But our Lord has paid the price, not for a round trip, but forward first class, even to the right hand of the Father, with our Lord, our Lady, and all the saints before us. How blessed are we if we walk along his way, if we go with him all our days. We hold, therefore, with the Council of Trent that original sin is transmitted with human nature, not by imitation, but by propagation, and that it is therefore proper to each one. So said Pope Paul VI in his solemn profession of faith, which he proclaimed after the Second Vatican Council. True, we often do sadly imitate the sins of others, copycat crimes. We need not, however, free will is part of the equation. We have received original sin as a sad inheritance. We have received our human nature as a happy inheritance, the same nature which Christ assumed when he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, like us in all things but sin to save us from our sins. The victory over sin won by Christ gives us better goods than those that were taken by sin. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. For the faith of Christians, this world has been founded and remains conserved 
by the love of the Creator. It is fallen, certainly, under the slavery of sin, but Christ, by the cross and resurrection, has destroyed the power of the evil one and liberated, set us free. Here, in Article 421, the Catechism of the Catholic Church cites again the pastoral constitution on the Church in the modern world, Gaudium et Spes. Article 2, may we all be committed to God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. May we know him and love him more and more each day, and live lives pleasing in his sight. God bless you.